my head too Storm it hurts all the time Can't shift it Being like that sincere Knotted up with the baggage Left like a stone All sounds just like you Smashing cups off the floor And cooking while still That's me and you I can talk to anyone I can talk to anyone I can't talk to you I can talk to anyone I can talk to anyone I can't talk to you You kiss the forehead And I run like a top Then four stones soaked wet through And I've never seen you like that Spun me out Heard me right through Cause it was love In all its agony Every bit of me And I still look exactly like you And I can talk to anyone I can talk to anyone I can't talk to you I can talk to anyone I can talk to anyone I can't talk to you Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Okay, this is a guy named Sam Fender. He's 29 years old. He's from a place called North Shield. It's in, uh, it's near Newcastle in northern England, which is on the Tyne River, T-Y-N-E, and the reason you can't understand his words very well is because he has an accent that is called Geordie, G-E-O-R-D-I-E. My brother went to uh, uh, college in a place called Durham, which is a little south of there. And uh, they, <laughs> man, those people are very difficult to understand. It's English, but it sounds Neanderthal. Anyway, uh, Sam Fender is a big deal in Europe. He, I looked at where he's touring. He's going to be in Switzerland. He's going to be in Germany. Um, and they call him sort of the British Bruce Springsteen, which I hope he's not that. But I tell you, these kids, they have this mentality that well, anyway, um, somebody asked him, are you a vegan? And he said, I like meat, but he said, um, I can't eat it because we only have 10 more years to go on the planet. Okay. And then he, uh, 
there's a girl that he plays with, and I'm trying to remember her name. She's another one of these kind of folky indie rock types, and she said she's very talented, but she said, I just want to be out of the picture. And I said something a while back. I think I remember saying that, that the white race, or I don't like the word race, but let's say the white ethnic uh, group seems to be in decline because it's this idea it's like it's a it's a race that's or it's a it's an ethnic group that's been grouping that is characterized by uh pale skin that has been made to feel like it doesn't belong on the planet that all these other groups do and that they're the oppressor that's why you're seeing this downfall in my opinion now we're going to talk a little bit about things that seem to be going on you know to to try to uh negate a lot of things white people included but it's it's indiscriminate it's it's a, it's a it's an idea of sort of destroying and enslaving the human race and i believe that the kingdom of darkness sees a greater opportunity to do this than ever in history and so the only way that it's going to be uh, repelled is for people to be willing to stand up and speak truth. And that would be objective truth. Psalm 20, Psalm 32, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly Pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. That, that, that would assume there might be a time when thou mayest not be found. When, it, when, when darkness is so prevalent everywhere that there is no hint or touch of God anywhere. So file that one away. Sure, if, if I'm telling you this and you're hearing it on the radio right now, there is, we are in a season where God can still be found. When it gets to where I can't even say this kind of thing in a public place, then you're in a, a spot where you better have remembered some things. Surely in the floods of great waters, they shall not come nigh unto thee. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I'll guide thee with mine eye. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bit and bridle, lest they come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. And shout for joy, all you that are upright in heart. Okay. Now, what we see going on is is just a coagulation 
of darkness in many areas. You know, Missy's done all this work on the health-related things. It, it, it would be wrong to just narrow it down to the vaccine and COVID and this whole thing. It's bigger than that. It's kind of a a, a pushing together of efforts to basically get people into these boxes and make them do certain things. And it's all about control on the financial front. One of the things you're seeing with the federal reserve and really the Biden administration is this pushing of, uh, of the, uh, digital currency where all transactions there, you wouldn't have cash anymore. So if you don't have a smartphone or some kind of a digital device that happens to be working, you can't do a transaction, you know? Yeah, I was actually reading, uh, God was describing going to this uh, sports venue and that if you, that nothing is done with actual cash, that you can't buy the tickets you know, you have to, you have to, it's an online purchase. And then once you're in the stadium, Keeneland's you know, that even, way now. You, you can't, you can't buy a hot dog or, you, you know, you cannot walk up to Keeneland and buy a ticket, I don't think. So last, uh, it was actually a few nights ago, we were in a local restaurant and I observed a young couple that was sitting at a table nearby. They had a gift card for their dinner and they were talking to the waiter and asking him how they could leave him a tip because they didn't have anything except digital money. They yeah. didn't carry cash. Yeah. And the the whole... I don't uh, think my sons, both of them, carry much cash. Yeah, unless you can you know, like an Apple cell phone, you know, via some... You know, it, it's just, it's a, it's, it really is kind of amazing. So, so let me go back to this theme I'm saying. So then you got, you got what's going on with the medical stuff. You got what's going on with the financial. Let's talk about the environmental. California just uh, said that by 2035, that's, we're talking like 10 and a half years away, or maybe 11 and a half years away. No diesel trucks at all on the highway. It's got to be all electric trucks. So all the ESG stuff that's going on, no matter that windmills are killing whales off of Long Island, no matter that the amount of lithium mining that's going to have to be done to, to make all these batteries, it'll, I mean, it'll dig up a whole country. You know, there, there, there probably isn't enough. It's, it's the thing of control. If I can control your health, your money, your transportation, turn off your car digitally, I have control over everything about you. You have zero control. You can't even think on your own. Now we've got artificial intelligence, which is threatening. So never has the threat been greater. Now, how is this all going to change? I don't know that it's going to. That's where, you know, I, I just read that song. But that psalm has to be imprinted. You can't just read this stuff. You've got to imprint this stuff on your heart. If you push something like this on Facebook, you have maybe two or three likes. If you put a picture of your dog on there, you got 150 likes. So 
most people have been given over to a facile way of thinking. And I don't know that they can go back to thinking in terms of in, with any depth. All right. Well, I made fun of uh, beginning of the year. It was the big ballyhoo over the gas stoves, gas stoves versus the electric stoves, right? And they're suggesting that the gas stoves are, you know, they've now said they're bad for you and they're going to be banned. Who's they saying this? Uh, well, the climate control folk. And now New York has already is already slated to become the first state to ban natural gas. Well, they stoves. tried to do it in Berkeley, California, and the state shot it down. So. Yeah, they can keep well, trying to do these things. New York has come out a little stronger, and this is an article as of May 3rd, 2023. So it's, well, it's and, interesting. And so the, there's another little footnote to the natural gas part of things. Mm-hmm. In a power outage, you can still cook. That's right. With That's natural right. gas. Yes, you because can. Because you, you use a little match. Well, I think most people start. that are cooks like natural gas. That It's just, uh, you know, you've got a, a better control on the temperature. It's more even. It's more even temperature. I mean, you're you know, unless your uh, your your pot of pasta boils over. I think that was the only thing that that I ever you know was sorry that I didn't have the electric stove. I'm an there. induction fan. Are you? I used to be a natural gas fan, but um, there there are some okay some downsides. That, anyway, we digress. Yeah, yeah that's digressing. Um, <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is you have all these things now. Let me say that this is not going to sound very reassuring, but it actually can be. Um, What I've noticed in a sickness, if someone is physically or mentally sick, that sickness has its own trajectory. And you can try to treat it with medicine You can try to treat it uh, if it's a psychological or a a mental sickness. You can try to treat it with therapy or talk or, or whatever, shock. But sicknesses run their course. And um, until it's expelled from the body or in the case of a nation you might use that word body politic that would be the larger body the body of people until that sickness runs its course the only thing you're going to be able to do by treating it is treat it and it doesn't get better until it starts to get better you know we just had to put down one of our dogs and I felt like there would be ways we could do things to stop the march of, of can in this case, cancer. I don't even think his cancer was malignant. I think it was probably benign, but the tumors got so big. No, it was, it was in his lymph nodes. Okay. That well, was the issue. And the point is, that was a sickness that had a course that resulted in death. And some things will result in death. But it's hard to completely stop the trajectory of a sickness unless 
you hit a bottom. Now, where have I seen this happen? I've seen this happen to people in AA. I've seen this happen to people that were eat up with the disease of alcoholism and they hit a bottom and it was a gift. Everything about America from its founding has been spiritual. That was what started it and that was what informed everything else. We were talking about wealth just a minute ago. Wealth. The only way you define wealth is you have to have a system of values which places greater value on some things, lesser value on other things. Wealth. People think money equals wealth or real estate equals wealth or stuff equals wealth. Wealth is those kinds of things properly employed and used for good. It is not those things in and of themselves. Health. What is health in a country? What is health in thinking? It is aligning ourselves with what God created us to be. You have to believe in a greater, a power greater than yourself. The forces that are out there that are trying to align us with greater and greater control are about extinguishing the human spirit, extinguishing an idea of good, beauty, truth, and making us slaves of the state. It's like a repudiation of what God made us to be. And when you continue to push God out of the equation like we've done in this country, you're going to get those kind of results. Kind of with you on that because, you know, I mean, you, you know, the pandemic was so serious that 7 million illegal aliens just could come unchecked over our border. So, you know, questioning these things and being able to ask, what's how, what I'd like to say, I'd rather, I would rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questioned. And I think what's a whole lot that of things that are going on right now. Yeah, was, did you just come up with that? Yeah, that, I, that I was just, I was trying that, to figure out did how you I was going to talk that? about no, it. Can, can you say it one more time? Yeah, say it again. <laughs> I'd rather have, and I'd rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questioned. That is so good. And I can't. That's really good. I That's worth doing a whole bunch of shows. I can't answer the question on why the border is wide open and people are allowed to come unchecked in what was supposed to be this terrible pandemic. And I can't answer the question that climate control is so real. Private jets and SUVs line the tarmac at Davos. 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 I can't answer those questions. Missy, you're going to get Tucker Carlson. 
Well, the, the station is going to say, you can do the show, Tom, but you can't have her on there anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you've, you've got that much power. I, you well, this 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 goes, um, how much time we got left, Elizabeth? About a minute and 30 three seconds. seconds. Okay. 63 well, seconds. I, I want to talk about in the next, <laughs> in the next half, I do want to talk about, I did reach out to our congressman, Congressman Barr, Andy Barr. Uh, about a month ago, and he did respond to me last month. And what I wanted to talk to, it, I'll just read the first sentence. Dear Miss Clifton, thank you for contacting me regarding the World Health Organization. I understand this issue is important to you and appreciate the time you've taken to contact me. So I'd like to talk about that. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy it's Clifton. It's not only going to be that. we got to get I know. We will be back in a few minutes with more of the show. Stay tuned. My name is Tom Dupree. Without a plan, you're doomed to failure. Many people have no idea how they plan to tap their retirement investments for income during retirement. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. That means turning your growth portfolio or your IRA into an income portfolio. You may need to draw on it for a lot of years. Come in and let us review your plan and give you some ideas. Call us at 859-233-0400 and set up a complimentary appointment to review your investments. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at Dupree Financial. That's what you get for loving me. That's what you get for loving me. Everything ahead is gone as you can see. That's what you get for loving me I ain't the kind to hang around With any new love that I've found Cause moving in my stock and trade I'm moving on I won't think of you when I'm gone So don't you shed a tear for me Cause I ain't the love you thought I'd be I've got a hundred more like you So don't be blue I'll have a thousand before I'm through Now there you go, you cried again Now there you go, you cried again then someday when your poor heart is on the mend 
I just might pass this way again That's what you get for loving me That's what you get for loving me Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So Gordon Lightfoot just passed away at age 84. And uh, this was a song of his that a lot of his songs would get played by country music artists. uh, Waylon Jennings did a, a cover of this song, made a hit out of it. Gordon Lightfoot was an extraordinary uh, singer-songwriter. And you could say that in some ways he paved the way for Joni Mitchell and others. And if you listen to the instrumental on that, there was a lot of 12-string guitar, a lot of picking. It's what I call kind of the prototypical Canadian songwriter, singer, folk guy. Without Gordon Lightfoot, this guy wouldn't have been possible. I just sent you uh, another one. And um, you can't have one without the other. Um, He really got a tradition going. So do you want that one teed up? Yeah. And... You have to say that Joni Mitchell came out of this, too, because Gordon Lightfoot and Bob Dylan had the same producer, a guy in New York. Now, this is this is Bruce Coburn, spelled C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N, but it's the same genre. You can tell the guy's Canadian just by the way it, the music sounds. And uh, and I, I mean I can tell. Is it a similar era? Well, Bruce Coburn kind of came afterwards. This is an incredible song by him. It's the singer-songwriter from Canada. I'm gonna send you one other one. We're gonna do a little on this, and then we'll get on to Missy's thing, and we'll be hitting about the ten-minute mark. Well, maybe eight. All right, hold on. One other song. Let me just keep playing that one. Rich with you catch yourself. Guitar instrumental. Facing the cage. Okay, you just got it. All right, that's Bruce Coburn. All right, give me a second. Then one more guy that is, I'm not playing Neil Young for a reason. Oops, sorry. This is this is Ian Tyson, Ian and Sylvia. 
This is the This is considered the National anthem Of the province of Alberta Which is A really beautiful place Some friends that I can go to work in for. Still, I wish you'd change your mind if I'd ask you one more time. But we've been through that a hundred times or more. Or strong. Canada is an incredible place. Uh, I was in Alberta and in a hotel there, and uh, I uh, started talking to this guy who worked there. And uh, I said, where are you from? And he said, PEI, Prince Edward Island or maybe even a farther up province, I sent you one more to go out with. And we started doing the math. He was 4,000 miles away from his home. I was like 2,200 miles away from my home in Lexington. I'm in Kentucky. He's still in Canada, and he's almost twice as far away from his home than I was. I thought that was an amazing thing. It's a big place. Gordon Lightfoot, and we'll play some of his stuff in the second hour. Just, I think he really paved the way for a lot of these other Canadian folkies. So that's just me. All right, Missy, roll. (laughs) You're so much more fun than I am. (laughs) That's the whole point. Okay. Big picture versus so so much more fun. We gotta have Nurse Ratchet come in. All right, yeah. Well, all right. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Okay. So I was mentioning at the end of the the first half that I had reached out to Andy Barr and he back uh, earlier in the year and he had responded and my concerns were about the World Health Organization, which I'm going to suggest to you is minus health and is just World Organization, and that is the problem. Good point. Yeah. So. Okay, you know, and, and I, I kind of think, you know, do people even know about the World Health Organization and kind of what's going on? When, when the United States joined the World Health Organization, uh, they did so in June, June 14th, 1948. And at that time, we clearly, United States of America, reserved the right to withdraw at any time in the future, so long as we gave one-year notice and we met all of our financial obligations which I just didn't even realize that. I just, you know, I've grown up, you know, with being a part of the World Health Organization. Have you got your card? Don't, I mean, no, I don't have a card. You a Thank you. I'm not a, card? no, 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 no. 
And all right, so why, why am I concerned about the World Health Organization? And why should you be concerned about the World Health Organization? It's because right now there is a 32-page draft called the Pandemic Treaty. It's the Pandemic Prevention Preparedness and Response Treaty, which is on the table right now, and it is nothing about health. This is about, it is a 32-page business plan to redistribute wealth with a financial windfall to big pharma where who, WHO, World Health Organization, is the benefit, is, gets the greatest benefit. And gosh, you were starting your thing off and all like I could think about was, uh, I've heard people say, what we need to be playing is the who, we won't be fooled again. Because we don't need to be fooled again like we were three years ago. Um, I don't think this, any people, a lot of people don't even realize that they were fooled. I mean, why would... And some, that's sad. That To me, that's sad. You, If you read this 32-page document, you will see the words shall, commit, and you will over a hundred times. It allows the who to act above the government of each country... It gives them the power to declare a pandemic at any moment, even without the corroboration of objected medical professionals. It gives them the ability to so take Joe away. Joe Biden your, is jumping, peeing and he's all jumping over all over it. Yeah, he is jumping all over it. Um, it allows them. It allows them to take away your medical sovereignty. God, I can never say that word. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Correct, and allows them to determine the what foods, <laughs> goods and activities that you will be allowed to participate in. So you thought that the lockdowns and things and all the masks and the go this way down this aisle and this way were comical? Just wait. Well, what we need to do, if you're willing, is just simply put together like a two-page bullet point thing on that. We can send that to our clients and to anyone else who wants to see it. We can put it on our website. I think you could do a pretty accurate distillation of what is being proposed. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, we could uh, promote it a little bit. Well, it's interesting because, um, so. Because I don't know. Does Missy, is Missy Clifton the one that's, you know, discovering this? No, no, no there are plenty of people that are already on this. Um, you've got huge pushes in You're the other only states. I know. Arizona, South Carolina submitting resolutions to withdraw from the WHO. I mean, and saying that even if the United States of America under Joe Biden. But in Kentucky, Biden, we live in the land of darkness. We don't have good press here. Our government is. Yeah, is so it's like, I mean, I, 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 when I talk to people about this, they're like, going, I don't even know what you're talking about. So what is the current state like right now? What is the status right now? You've got, um, you have multiple representatives in multiple states that are pushing um, a, it's called House Resolution 79. It would stop the United States funding of the World Health Organization, and it would also repeal the act of June 14th, 1948, that got the United States into the WHO. And it would begin the one-year process to enable the United States to exit the WHO, which, by the way, is kind of a huge campaign. It's hashtag exit the WHO. God, exit the WHO. Um, and it's it's interesting because I liked I liked some of the things that Andy Barr brought up in his response to me, 
which his staff's it, response. Okay, and and that's I, I get it, but he and he said um, he said the who he he said he basically said that yes they the who has made huge mistakes and they came rightfully he said came under scrutiny for their actions under the COVID nineteen pandemic. But then he goes on and says, it is important that the United States of America have a seat at the table during discussions on global health policy and proactively use our membership to hold bad actors accountable. That's not going to do any good. And, and then he goes on, he said, we should use our seat to push back on adversaries like China who actively seek to dominate international organizations like the WHO. All right. All right. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um but I just don't, I don't think that people understand how important it is that we maintain, that we are aware we have informed consent. Hate to throw that one back out there at people, but they don't understand. You sit there and think, well, what's wrong? To? What's wrong with the World Health Organization? I, I can give you all kinds of things that are wrong with the World Health Organization. Um, so at any There's rate, a lot of people, and you know them and I know them, that blithely trust in government government's going to save us from government government type organizations to really kind of do their bidding to be sticking up for them they and and this is this gets back to me reading psalm 32 at the beginning of this hour it was talking about repenting of sin in the modern worldview the idea of sin is very much soft-pedaled. In fact, it is in a lot of churches. This idea that there is something that has to be repented of. Our human nature is bent towards, uh, we, we get off track. We go places we shouldn't go. It's our human nature. Scripture says that nobody does good before God. The whole idea of redemption and salvation is that we've got to lay down our ways and follow God's, and we have to repent of it. In today's world, that is old-fashioned thinking. This idea that we are going to do the right thing, if your child wants to choose his or her own gender, it's okay. They have the right to do that, to be who they think they're supposed to be. And everybody just assumes that this is right. So we cannot think in terms of that these people are actually trying to harm us. The only people nowadays in this world that are considered wrong and evil are people who are considered conservative, traditional. You know, it's it's like I said in, in the Bible, it, it says... In the latter days, good will become evil and evil will become good in the eyes of many people. The things that we have stood for over the years, traditional values, that's going to be considered wrong and evil and th this new way. And, and then what happens is you start throwing out everything that humans have built and learned. You, you throw out science. You throw out finance. Things don't have to balance. You know, the Democrats are fighting like crazy to basically not have a debt ceiling, to continue to be able to issue fake money to do stuff they want to do. 
this this fight is going on. So this idea of there not being any real any real standards is going into every area of life. It's not just trying to get your health. They want to destroy the idea of money, the idea of the sanctity of the human soul and body. They want access into your body, your mind, artificial intelligence. Let it do the thinking for you. This is sweeping. Now, the question is, will it succeed? Well, we if talked people about lie down and don't do anything. It will. I just don't think people are paying attention. And we talked. How the hell ago. would you not be? I mean, where has you been? If you are. If, if you are. <laughs> we've said it before. If you are fat and happy watching your Netflix show and you have your creature comforts and the things that you can afford that make you happy, that keep you, you know, anesthetized in your in your current situation, then you just then you're fine and you're not you're not paying attention. We talked about several months ago about smart cities, 15-minute cities, and I was saying on the on the surface, people are like, you know, what's what's the problem? What's the problem? You know, trying to reduce your carbon footprint, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, listening to um, – I was listening to a, a report the other day talking about how the cameras are now everywhere in some of these cities, and they can read the chips on the car's license plates, you know. And now, you know, uh, the powers that be can know exactly how many times you've driven from one village to to a bigger town. Well, that's to the on next your phone. Week. If right. you carry your phone with right. you, well, but then all like of a sudden, you know, eventually, when you've gone over your allotted time, you know, out, that what happens, right? I mean, it's it's like um, does. Does your, um, you know, do they, do they take a hold of your digital money to teach you a lesson and give you a fine without your, you know, just like now they can turn off your, they can turn off your um, thermostats, you know, if, if the grid is, is, is being, is. Yeah. If you have a smart house. Right. But see, I burn horse dung <laughs> in my uh, um, fireplace in order to heat my house what? i don't have you I'm, must not live I, the I, same I, place I, I do i go Lord, out of where are you going get dried horse dung and that's what i burn my wife doesn't know it because i'm doing it in a secret part of the house elizabeth what say you <laughs> my mouth is wide open <laughs> Ooh, no <laughs> Time no, for I mean, it's a joke, but the point is it's not your jokes. Are I think it's funny, kind of funny, actually. It's not. But um, the, 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 the point I was trying to make is. Yes. What was it, that? The earth burps and belches, whether we like it or not. Methane is a very real thing. That's considered the worst of the greenhouse gases. But, you know. Yeah, and, and who who is the biggest uh, contributor to the emissions it is our own military complex. So oh, let's let's shut them down. Guess we need to shut them down. Please. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Please. No answers. Well, we've got about but plenty of questions. Well, and as long as you can ask those questions. Right, Missy? <laughs> Keep rolling. <laughs> You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back with the financial hour in just a few minutes. Tom, you want to say something yeah. about the music? Turn it up. And she's another Canadian. This is Sweet Little Ann Murray, and this song came out in 1970, and she's in the same tradition of these Canadian singer-songwriters. This little song was called Snowbird.
life's the thing that I can win Spread your tiny wings and fly away We'll be back in just a few minutes with the Financial Hour. This is the Tom Dupree Show. Stay tuned. What I love forever is untrue. And if I could, you know that I would fly away with it. 